Brothers, do you remember how you felt when you were first called to Freemasonry? The excitement of each degree? If you still feel the call of the East, join me and thousands of Masons like us as we continue our Masonic journey as Scottish Rite Masons. For five years, I've been a proud Scottish Rite Mason. Since joining, I've made friends with Masons from far and wide. I've grown as a man and a Mason, guided by the light from Scottish Rite's 29 degrees and six core values, and I've continued to hone my craft thanks to their great Masonic programming for members. If you're feeling the call for more, there's a great way to get involved with Scottish Rite. It's called Thursday Night at the Rite. Thursday Night at the Rite brings together thousands of Scottish Rite Masons online to witness degrees, deepen our connection to our craft, and learn more about ourselves and our brothers. And a new season kicks off on February 1st. Not a member yet? No problem. Submit your application online. Once it's accepted, you can join the Scottish Rite online too, right before any Thursday night at the Rite. You can also join in person at a Scottish Rite reunion near you. To learn more about Scottish Rite and to see this year's Thursday night at the Rite schedule, visit srnmj.us slash Thursday night. I've witnessed the power of Thursday night at the Rite in enriching my Masonic experience. It's not just an event. It's a journey that brings us closer to perfecting our Ashlers, and you don't want to miss it. This episode is brought to you by Brothers and Bonds Co. With an expertly curated line of Masonic apparel, gifts, and accessories, we're excited to show you what makes us uniquely Brothers and Bonds. As a listener of this podcast, we're offering you 10% off your first order with us. Just use code TRAVELINGMAN at checkout. That's uppercase, all one word, T-R-A-V-E-L-I-N-G-M-A-N. Be sure to find us on Instagram or at brothersandbonds.com. Hello, welcome to episode 76 of the Traveling Man Masonic Podcast, here in the 24th District of Ohio, a podcast where we discuss our Masonic journeys, thoughts, family, life, future, connections made to the craft, and so much more. I'm your host, Brother Jim Hall. On today's show, we'll feature Warsaw Brother Adam Rigdon. The opinions discussed on this podcast are those of the individual and do not represent the views of Grand Lodge or any other Masonic body. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Okay, we are here on episode 76 of the Traveling Man Masonic Podcast, and we have Worshipful Brother Adam Rigdon. Adam, thanks for coming on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me. I uh, really appreciate the time. Uh, so I'm Adam J. Rigdon. I'm from uh, Watoma Lodge uh, 148 okay. in the grand jurisdiction of Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin, okay. Yeah. Coming, and, coming to us digitally. <laughs> yeah, digitally. And uh, so, tell us well, a little bit. What What do you do? What What's your What's your work life like? Family, things like that. Give us a little sure. backstory. Yeah. So, um, my family and I own a Dairy Queen restaurant in the small town of Watoma, which is about twenty two hundred plus uh, people during 
the off season and there's multiple lakes in the area and you know the, oh, okay. the number grows to a countywide number is probably like 15,000 during the oh. you know peak summer uh, they're not all right in Watoma but a couple of the main lakes are right there in town there okay um, so we've been we built it in 1995 um you know run run a pretty good show there and um my most of my family's uh kids and stuff have worked there yeah sure yeah my my daughter's uh oldest daughter stella she we just brought her home from the airport uh she's out in boston goes to law school okay nice. uh, a couple more years of that my my youngest daughter she's about to graduate in may awesome uh, yeah and then my oldest son uh he will be 16 in march nice and, yeah my youngest son is 12 and his birthday is down in october um but two daughters have worked at uh dq for me um well, of course stella doesn't anymore because she's out in boston but right um you know they've pretty much grown up there and sure, um sure my youngest son will probably come and work too but my oldest son he's more of an outdoorsy kind of guy so he does you know Got greenhouse it. work and stuff like that yeah. so all yeah, right cool so number one i would like to say you look excellent for owning a dairy queen because myself number one i'm already struggling with weight i just <laughs> I would look like uh, the, on my 600 pound life or something. <laughs> I would, I'd be, you know, living underneath the ice cream machine at eating my profits. <laughs> well, you know, I used to eat ice cream and, you know, every day, but it, after, what is it? 20, it'd be 28 years this year. It's, you know, you get a little sick of it. The, no the novelty, right? Sort of like yeah. that thing with the beach. The beach is cool unless you live at the beach. Then you never go to the beach. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, now, obviously, we have not touched masonry yet, but that's okay because we could do what we want. This is our show. Yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can say whatever we want to say. So, and this is something only because I've watched grumpy old men in the last few weeks. Are you guys doing ice fishing? Is that something that happens up there? Uh, we do, but it's been so warm. Uh, where my parents live, they live on on a lake, and there was people out there, and I it was fifty three or fifty four degrees on Christmas Ooh. Eve, and yeah, I don't know, I I value my life a bit more than <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not as young as I used to be, and not as light as I used to be. <laughs> sure, sure, I get it. <laughs> you know, I. I see those, and like I say, I'm only seeing these through movies, so I'm not sure if it's legit. The little lake towns that you know show up and whatnot, but oh yeah, I I don't know, I don't know how Shack comfortable cities. I would be on those, you know. So well, you know, if you never, if you've never done it, it it might be a little unnerving. But you know, I grew up here, and you know, I've been ice fishing every year. I think since I was a little kid, you know, my dad and I go with my uncle and, um, we just do it every winter. Uh, this winter might be not doing it. <laughs> right. Weather still in the fifties. So, <laughs> so, so let's get into the show. Cause we're just, yeah. <laughs> we're just shooting this, shooting <laughs> it here. Uh, so obviously you're a member of Watoma 
Lodge, when did you when did you join? When did you get raised? Well, there's a fairly fairly good story with that. Um, sure. Not unlike a lot of Masons. Um, so I didn't have any family lineage um, prior to, um, and really I didn't know that much about Freemasonry. Um, in general, like, you know, the tenants and, and those types of things. Um, sure. But what I did know is that a couple of guys came in every year looking for donations for the car show. And so our yeah consortium of uh, the three Masonic bodies that, that live in our temple, it's called the Masonic Union. Um, okay. They run a car show. So uh, brother, worshipful brother, John Jenks and worshipful brother uh, Jim Seidel um, would come in every year and, you know, want me to sponsor the raffle tickets or do some door prizes or gift certificates or, you know, sponsor trophies or whatnot. And, and I obliged uh, yeah. usually, um, you know, they come in every year and we talk about the car show. They talk about masonry and, and the good things that, you know, they've donated to or, sure. you know, charitable acts and acts of kindness and things like that, that they've done in the community. And this granted, I'm telling this story from about a decade ago, so that they'd come in and year after year. And finally, one year, it was about, well, it was going to be about seven years ago uh, soon. I said, well, how do I become a Mesa? And, ah, there it is. Yeah, and and John Jenks, he just blew up and said, <laughs> "We thought you'd never ask." <laughs> and kind right. of chuckled. Yeah. So then, you know, I was a foster parent at the time, and uh, we had a couple of really difficult foster children sure. at the time, um, reactive attachment disorders and stuff like that, which. If anybody knows about that, they know it's very difficult uh, trauma that is hard to get through, and it's you know very hard to parent those kids. Right. But I had two at the time, and but John, you know, we talked about meeting nights and time commitments and whatnot, and as promised, he brought me a petition back the following week after he got a hold of the secretary. Sure. Uh, yeah, I filled it out. Uh, talk to you know now lady denise and uh she oh i guess we both did but a little bit with her logic and reasoning involved in that wasn't quite the right time so it was sure it was about 10 years ago so um about about six years ago i i asked for another one it was it was the right time so those kids right. had been had been one had aged out of foster care and was out on her own. And, and the other one uh, went to a forever family. Okay. And uh, so, you know, we were just doing respite and stuff like that at the time. And so, okay, this, this is probably a good time. Sure. So I got a new petition. I turned it in and that was in uh, 2017, um, like right, right before the car show, because they came in probably May to get their donations and i got the the new petition sure and then yeah and then uh turned it in the rest is history the rest is history and i was raised a 
November 13th of 2017. All right. Well, that was a great show. Thank you. No, <laughs> no. hold on. <laughs> yeah, we're all good. No, okay. So, so since you turned that petition in right before the car show, is that something that they said, hey, why don't you come down and yep. talk to the guys? Is that your first experience kind of meeting the guys, if you will? Yeah. Yep. All right. Awesome. Yep, that that was the very first experience I went. I went to the car show. I, you know, talked to the guys I knew. Actually, then I found out, and he he already knew. Um, he was my installing marshal. I don't know if you saw the pictures on Facebook. Big yeah. tall ball guy. Hey, <laughs> uh, I Keith Wolfert. I know something about that, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah he was. He, I knew him. Uh, him and I had been on the town board uh, together. Not the same town board but there's you know district meetings for wisconsin town association and we were sure. also him and i were on a strategic planning committee for the wisconsin towns association together nice. so he ended up being my mentor um he was a senior warden that year also okay um nice. you know he he did a really great job he was connected he called me a couple times a week all the meeting nights that he had of appendant bodies, he lives further west of me. So he had to pass through by my house in order to get to the lodge for chapter and and uh, sure. council on command rear in Oshkosh, which is a little further east even yet. So he'd stop and we'd go through and practice, you know, for improve up and sure. so he's really really good as far as that goes so that it kept me engaged it told me what stuff meant you know because the lingo language kind of throws us throws a hitch in there and yeah yeah absolutely and, yeah so you, you understand <laughs> yeah you know number one there's a, there's a couple things here i love that you were able to a <clears throat> excuse me a, you were able to have sort of a dialogue with a couple of those worship masters before you joined since since they've been in and out. But I love that they brought you down and you got to actually meet and interact with some of those guys, you know, and yeah. see see what they were doing and have a little idea of it instead of saying, okay, here, you're, you're going to join. Here's a Mason. Here's all your brothers. Good luck. You know, so right. I, I love that. And just the mentor mentor is such a huge thing and i know last night we were talking about show notes i had to go to our lodges <laughs> mentor night which i saw your message in the middle of going through that and i'm like these guys are trying to return to me i don't want to yeah. <clears throat> i don't want to stop and text in the middle but it's such an important thing i was sitting there i don't get to go a lot just because of my travels but to sit there and give a little bit of what it means. And then also where you were at during the evening, why we're saying what we're saying, why it's a shall and not a should, or, you know, there's all those mm -hmm. little things in that weird kind of middle English talk that it is in, <laughs> you know, yeah. it doesn't, doesn't jive all the time. So you got to spell it out, but I love that. And I love, and I'm sure your mentor did the same thing. The more, the more he gives to you, the more you eat it up. Yeah. And the more that light bulb goes off, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what that means. Or that's where I was, or that's what I was doing. So that's, I love the mentor stories. That's just something that's, a, that's a key. It's, 
Yeah. Well, and <laughs> frankly, that the light bulb still goes off, you know, sure on a, on a regular basis. And oh, really? Or there's a different meaning to that that I didn't actually realize. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah. It it never ends, you know. I mean, I'm over 10 years in and a district deputy, and there's still times in the lecture, it's like, oh, <laughs> that, that's been sitting in front of my face this long. And I I don't I don't like to tell many people that because they're like, wow, it took you that long to figure that out. <laughs> Give me that apron back. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody's an individual and we all we all, you know, understand things differently. And at, you know, as you learn some of the other stuff and understand it, it opens your mind to be able to understand other parts of, you know, the ritual. Yeah. Yeah. Or symbols or, you know, which I got a treat. I got a treat for you later here when we get to that. Hey. Okay. Nice. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, obviously, you guys, you had, you had saw the car show back and forth before the car show did you ever have any thoughts or ideas about freemasonry was it something you'd saw the lodge been in your head or was it something that's like oh that's the sign i don't know what they do and you just continued on about your way you know i never really noticed the symbols uh until until i was uh till i petitioned and i you know, I went to the lodge for dinners uh, before the meetings, you know, and then symbolisms, you know, in the lodge, on the lodge. I guess I didn't really make a connection, you know, everybody says, you know, national treasure and all sure. this and that, you know, they don't really teach you much in, in school about Freemasonry. Yeah. Um, you know, but we went on a, between the car show and when I was initiated and entered apprentice, we had gone on a, call it our family road trip. We went out west. So we went through, like up through Minnesota, Pipestone, Minnesota, we stopped. Like sure. first place I ever noticed a Masonic Lodge ever. I'll never forget it. Kind of like a little hole in the wall with the square encompasses on yeah. the main street in the old part of town and really cool because we stayed in an old hotel a ancient hotel there it was refurbished and really cool okay but saw one there and i saw can't remember where else i saw one on that trip but you know i'm like hey there's another masonic lodge and sure you know there's the square encompasses and so you know it just started you know getting in my head i guess Right, right. You know, one one thing you kind of brought up, and it, it's, uh, and I'll bring up the conversation I had at Christmas about this, but I, I think you almost kind of hit it on the head, and maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but it was a point I never thought of. So I was at my in-law's Christmas Eve party, and I'd like to say, number one, there's nine adults, adult males there, and now there's four of the nine that are masons so i feel like <laughs> i'm doing so far i'm reeling them in slowly but surely but one of the there there's a group that comes over three of them are brothers one is joined two haven and the other two are just perfect for masonry 
I, you know, I don't tell them that I just let them, you know, we just talk about them, whatever, but he was, he worked with a past master from our lodge. So they spoke all the time and he's under the impression he, he doesn't have the time. That's always the big barrier, but we'll get there. But one of the things he said was, you know, how are we not necessarily relevant, but how are we out there in the world? And I was telling him about different things we do, donations, projects, you know, whatnot. And he said, which may or may not coincide with your thoughts here. He said, you know, I've been in town for, I don't know how many years, you know, he's in his forties or something like that. Um, and he's like, the lodge is kind of invisible to me. Not in the sense that I don't see what the guys are doing. He's like, but I saw the lodge sign for 40 some years. I don't think about, he's like, I didn't have anybody in lodge to tell me about it. He's like, so it was just another building sign. He's like, it's always been there. I don't think about it. And, you know, like you said, you, you knew where it was, but it almost until you moved out and saw one in the wild, yeah. you know, you know, then it's kind of popped up like, oh, look at that. So what do you think that's something that is maybe we're resting a little bit on our laurels of, well, the signs there, they should know we're there. You know, do we need to do more to be in public, to be in their in front of their eyes and let them know? Well, yeah. And just a quick note on my home lodge, Watoma 148, it's at the northeast corner of the block where the um, courthouse is. So it's away from the main entrance. Door. Sure away from the main parking area. So I didn't actually even know if I knew anything about masonry prior to, um, you know, the brothers coming and talking to me for donations and whatnot. I would have never known where it was because um, okay. I, don't, I don't really drive down that street uh, very right. often. And, um, and I have a little story to tell you. I'm just going to tell you quick. Um, yeah. The, Wisconsin has a, it's called a physical media, media grant and our lodge got it. So they pay up to $500 of matching grant for awesome. signage or, uh, you know, you can do placemats at restaurants or, you know, whatever, but sure. we're putting up a, it's, it's ordered. It should be done probably next week. We're putting up a, a four by 24 foot sign on the North side of our building. Cause we're right on the corner. And the post office on Main Street, you can't turn, uh, you can't turn to the left out of there. So everybody goes down and around our street, and they'll all see that sign. Everybody who's got to go to the east after going to the post office, sure. go around the block, and it's busy there. I, you know, I cut the grass at the lodge sometimes, and during the before lunchtime, it is busy. It's like car after car after car. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, yeah, you know, uh, we we have uh, our secretary, current secretary now works at the museum too, and he showed brought me pictures from newspapers that have, you know, installation of officers, all these yeah. things that are in the newspaper. Well, my installation will be in the newspaper that it got submitted. So awesome. Um, so we got to start doing that again. Sure. And 
and showing people we're out there. And as far as charity goes, I have a big thing about that. And it really comes down to a very um, personal experience that I had. Okay. So I believe that we should be doing more face-to-face or man-to-man charity. Yes. Where, where we are engaging with the individuals that we're doing the charity for. Sure. What be it brothers or widows or, you know, their children. Um, But in 21, February of 2021, uh, my, my workshop, hay storage, uh, because I have a small farm. Okay. uh, Pretty much every tool and equipment and some classic cars that I own. My tractor started on fire on a very cold morning. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I plugged the block heater in and the battery blanket heater and went in and did my morning you know, business and ate, got dressed up. It was about zero outside, and I opened the door, and there's smoke rolling out of my, my big egg door. And there's nothing I could have did. It was gone. Right. Um, but when it came down to it, I had and not only brothers, but you know, brothers and and you know the local community here, which is very small. Sure. Um there was an outpouring, people brought us food, you know, we had our freezers full of our meat and stuff that from cattle and hogs yeah. and stuff we butchered. Sure. You know, we lost everything. Um, but I had brothers coming they're like hey when when are we helping to clean this up for you awesome so we planned a day and i had many brothers and you know many of the amish community and many you know former employees and people my wife has worked with and you know and it just was a huge event my wife cooked a bunch of food and we you know fed everybody and you know i i was basically in tears Uh, for that but that's that experience that changed how i feel about charity so yeah sometimes you have to give a check to the food bank right sometimes you have to give to um there's a project out of uw well i think it's marquette university in milwaukee um with a uh a mobility chair company that's called go baby go and we give money to that yeah Uh, sure so it's for children with special needs uh who parents don't have the money for you know electric wheelchairs and stuff like that so mobility chairs but you know there's a need for that too but i want i want us as masons to be more concentrated on that man to mason or man to man or man to community charity sure doesn't doesn't have to be a mason you know we got shut-ins that aren't or you know what i mean yeah yeah you know they might need their lawn cut or you know fall cleanup or whatever so you know i think it all boils back to making a meaningful connection yes you know and no no food bank social concerns are ever going to be upset about receiving your donation. You know, they, they need that to continue on, but 
when you get to go and shake a hand and whether it's presenting them food, a check, whatever you're doing or helping them with a ramp, that's something that they'll never forget that, you know, you were there, the Masons were there and they helped you out or, you know, the community helped you out, which number one, I live in a small community too. And that's just on top of just masonry. That's one of the great things about a small community is when people are down and out, everybody pulls together and you really yeah. get to see some of the best moments in humanity when when people just give of themselves because they know that somebody else is hurting like that. So I, I love that uh, you guys do that too. To Freemasonry, back again. Um, <laughs> so... Obviously, you had heard about Freemasonry for a couple years. These guys are coming in. Um, what was the kicker? What was that moment that, that made you ask? Was it just, did you look into it at all? Or you're just kind of like, you know what? It finally clicked. Like, what the heck are they talking about, Freemasonry? Let's, let's explore deeper. Yeah, it was more like, you know, the latter, right? It was like, you know, okay, these guys keep talking about this all the time and, you know, and it didn't seem kind of like part of their sales pitch because I've already said, yes, I'm going to, you know, do this donation for the car show. And, yeah, right. You know, and then they're, then we're sitting down for, you know, 20 minutes, a half an hour and they're, you know, they're buying lunch and we're sitting chit-chatting and, and, you know, they were, they were doing it right. You know, they were reciprocity, you know, they yeah. support my business and. I help support them, but I'm like, well, you know, I like classic cars, you know, and stuff. And I guess sure. I thought, well, maybe I got to be a Mason to be a part of that. And there you um, go. So that's mainly why I asked, you know, and yeah, yeah. my, my time constraints were kind of lightening up a little bit. Um, after, you know, you know how you're building your life it's just so busy and it's so hard to yes. add one more thing um so i think it was a combination of, of those factors um that that really brought me to ask and you know and they explained to me afterwards that they weren't supposed to ask me otherwise they would have you know sure. sure and and for them to recognize you know uh my Ashler being rough and worthy of being polished, you know, so long ago, I was, you know, I'm forever grateful for that because masonry has given me just so much. Um, right. You know, that's amazing. <laughs> sure. It's hard to explain. It, you know, it is. It's, I say it all the time. Freemasonry gave me the world. It's, it's given me the, the pathway to be able to be friends with somebody in Wisconsin. That yes. Otherwise, how would we have ever met unless I just stopped at your Dairy Queen, which is a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, thanks to, uh, um, well, actually, I, I reached out to Right Worshipful Jason Laramie. Oh, yes. Uh, originally, um, because I heard about MCME on uh, Whence Came You podcast. Yeah. And... I thought, man, that would be something really cool to go to because I am highly interested in education for our people in our lodge. And, you know, I, I need a starting point. So yeah, I knew yeah. 
I know uh, Jason was and still is the chair of the education committee right uh, for Grand Lodge, Wisconsin. And I said, hey, you got a contingent going down for that? He goes, no, nah, they're not. Grand Lodge doesn't support sending anybody, but I'm going. I go, well, then do you have your tickets? Because I'll go too. And he said, yeah, I got my tickets. I said, well, count me in. Yeah. We'll go together. You know, I can drive or you can drive. And we figured it out. And otherwise I would have, and probably would have never met you. Sure. Uh, exactly. He, he was interested in, you know, plural in your lodge and all that stuff. And that, that was a cool visit. Yeah, it, it was, uh, you know, he, he's talked about coming down for a meeting night, but you know, it was really cool. You know, on top of meeting, you know, Jason and I, we, being on the podcast and then we talk week to week just you know what's going on and especially everything with the derailment and him working in a railroad yeah. he's always <laughs> checking in and making sure they're doing their due diligence and you know it was great to to actually meet him and then you came along too and it was it was it was something that's it's for me it's always a very proud moment when I get to show somebody my lodge because it's you know same with Watoma you know when that's your lodge. That's where it happened, where the the spark happened in there. And whatever's going on, it keeps you coming back to that. So I loved meeting you guys. I loved hanging out the entire um, um, conference. You know, yeah. I didn't get to go to many of the venues because I was podcasting, but it was still cool. And then we got to hang out for Table Lodge. Um, yeah. And it was a blast. Like I said, if not for Freemasonry, how could all of those men from, I think there maybe were 13 or 17 jurisdictions. How yeah. would they have ever met, known each other other than the few that worked in the same industry? Yeah. And, and actually there's, you know, several of, uh, that I've met at the conference in Canton that I talk to regularly. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's kind of a neat thing, you know, meaningful connections it's a secret sauce i say it all the time that's yeah you know there's so many so many aspects of freemasonry that hit home whether it's charity whether it's the deeper meaning whether it's the ritual learning you know there there's so many different things but in the end the meaningful connections is what keep us together and keep us striving to do better and help others in that same venture and to show and i'm only speaking of my own this, these are my own thoughts. <laughs> Everyone doesn't have to think this way. But for me, that's why I keep wanting to spread the light of Freemasonry because there's, I've got so much joy and love out of it. And I, I want everybody else to have that opportunity too. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same with me. It's, it's really been very amazing. And like I said, I, I'm not even to the 10 year point yet. And, uh, it's it's given me just so much um even just you know the i guess the teachings um and symbolism to remind me of those teachings on a daily basis that yeah yeah okay the road rage i gotta i gotta tone that <laughs> down you know gotta yes. work on that daily okay. struggle <laughs> yeah you know so you know my wife sees it and my my kids see it and yeah, you know, it just makes me a better man in general, which makes me a better father, son. You know, I, I don't have a, a, you know, a 
birth brother or anything, but I got lots of brothers. So that's right. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, there's, there's so many times where, whether it's a Facebook comment or whether it's whatever, I'm like, you know what, if I put that on Facebook, that looks bad for every, you know, everybody yeah. that wears that ring, it looks bad for It's like, I, I'm just going to think again. And, you know, I, I try to do that all the time. It doesn't always work. <laughs> yeah. I am still a human with flaws and whatnot, but you know. Yeah. Well, you know, if you strive for the perfect Ashlar, you're going to fall short because we'll never be polished to that degree by the time we die. But if you don't work at it, then you, you stay that rough human surface. Sure. That, you know, and, and if you don't have those connections to those benevolent men and mentors to emulate what they do, yes you just you're not getting anything out of it so you gotta gotta come to events gotta come to the lodge you gotta interact with with your brothers in order to you know gain more masonic light because it always comes from within yeah you know it's not it doesn't come from without sure because we talk about the internal not the external right so absolutely it means it comes from within you know speaking of that i think we we talk about the Ashler, about the rough Ashler and the perfect Ashler. We're always on that working to get there. But there's one thing, you know, you never see the Ashler. It's not a physical thing. You're the Ashler, you yeah. know. And I I love that there are always certain fleeting moments, seconds usually, where you actually realize that that Ashler has been changed, polished, whatever, whatever that may be. I know for myself, it was the few seconds before I was about to close my last lodge as master of East Palestine. And it was just a quick, you know, only took two or three seconds of thinking back to when I sat in that steward chair. And then all of a sudden, here I am as master closing it out, feeling completely comfortable, wielding the gavel and delegating and you know whatever you're doing up there and you know like i said it's just those fleeting moments of oh that's what that's what has changed in me i didn't even realize it because i was so busy going through the motions yeah sure so speaking of chairs and <laughs> i did i did hear you mention that you were recently installed as master of watoma so let me let's step back a few years and then the time frame of when you've joined and whatnot, was that something you jumped right into the chairs? You know, I, I know how the chairs kind of work in six and a half years or whatever it is. Probably got in those chairs pretty quick. How did that happen? Well, yeah, I was installed as the junior steward in December of uh, 17. Okay. And, you know, given my expectations um you know, helping at refreshment and stuff like that, getting getting stuff and cleaning up in the kitchen and all that yeah. stuff. And sure. uh, so we got to elections in eighteen. Okay. And so the previous master who was in uh, Tom Williamson, he okay. he was the 
the secretary um, following his year as master. Okay. So he gets up at elections, but somebody nominated him. He stands up. He said, I'm not comfortable doing this job. I'm not doing a good job. Okay. I don't, I don't think I'm going to, if I get elected again in this position, I don't think you'll see me at large again. Oh, okay. And, and he, you know, he's in his 70s and stuff. You know, it was crickets in the in the lodge. Nobody was saying anything. Right. Um, so I stood up and I told the worshipful master that um, if if nobody else here would take on the the role, that that I would do it. And okay. nobody nobody else spoke up. So then I was nominated, and it was probably the best thing I ever did, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so I was secretary for 19 and then through COVID for 20 and 21. Sure. Um, but I'll get, I'll tell you about why I think it was probably the best thing ever. So, um, yeah, yeah. as a new Mason, you know, I, I wasn't even a Mason. I was a Mason about a year. Okay. Um, at the time we had elections and, you know, it was just jumping into that role. I ended up talking to some other secretaries I, I knew I met through some traveling lodge visits. Um, so I started talking to them and, you know, to know what I needed to do. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so not only did, you know, I deepen those, you know, good connections, you know, first, I learned all the inner workings of a lodge and how it runs, how the budget is done, uh, you know, all that stuff and all that stuff about, you know, NPD and yeah, you know, yeah. code questions. So, you know, I learned an immense amount. Um, and probably the best thing as far as learning ritual is I was the prompter for degree work. Oh yeah. You got to so, know what you're doing if you're prompting. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was prompting. So, you know, I, I would follow along in the book and some of the parts I knew I would, I could watch the degree parts. I didn't know so well, I had to follow line by line. Um, sure. Cause we have like a, a pure work, clear text version of it okay. um, for the prompter. Um, so got that, that really helped a lot. And then, uh you know, I had jumped in in different spots too throughout that time. And, you know, yeah. I did the scene. So I skipped, I went from junior steward to secretary. And then there was a void in the line that uh, for uh, brother, worshipful brother Jim Lucas. Okay. And he asked me to be the junior warden that he would want to nominate me for junior warden. Okay. For his year. So I said, okay. Yeah. Um, if we can find a secretary, um, sure. you know, because everybody says that's, you know, your last position in the lodge is secretary. <laughs> right. That's it. But, blood, blood in and blood out. Yeah. <laughs> and and one of our secretaries uh, was uh, secretary for over 50 years. He's no longer with us. But um, yeah. anyway, 
so I got in. That's when I got into the line, you know, three years ago. Sure. Um, so that actually being the secretary made it real easy to confer uh, as junior warden. You have to confer the entered apprentice degree in our lodge um, and fellow craft as a senior warden and master mason as the master. So that actually prepared me very well to move oh, yeah. into yeah, that yeah. role. So, and I, but I uh, initiated, I believe five, two in our lodge and yeah, three in other lodges. So awesome. I traveled to help. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, that was, that, that was my process, um, my officer line, but I have jumped in um, and done the senior warden part for a master mason degree. Okay. Or not the senior warden, uh, the senior senior deacon part. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is is a lot. Sure. Uh, and I jumped in for a master mason degree because um, the brother was going to be gone on a cruise, so can't okay. expect him to do the work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Well, I yeah. love, I I love that your path to the east was unconventional, but in a way, it actually kind of helped you more because you got a, you know, an upfront what's going on in masonry because you had that other role that you kind of took. So, once again, all the stories are the same and they're all completely different. And I and I yeah. love that. You know, the end game is where you're at now, but how you got there and the journeys and the processes. You know, well, it's not necessarily the end game. <laughs> well, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> but what would you say to somebody that, you know, whether or not they've just been installed or they're sitting as junior steward? Because I know in our lodge, many lodges, whether or not you've installed somebody there or somebody's absent, the, uh, hey, can you wear this apron? there's no words <laughs> you don't have to worry about it you know what would you what words of wisdom would you give that gentleman who is maybe just taking a chair for the evening or has just been installed as junior steward for the upcoming path that he's about to walk well you know if i'll, I'll start with the junior steward uh part you know in uh wisconsin a multi-letter cipher, there's a suggestion that the junior steward learn and give the charges for three degrees. Sure. Okay. That's all in clear text in our rituals. I don't know how it is in Ohio, but um, so it's easier to learn. Yeah. Um, so that that's what they need to do. And then, uh, and that might've been a little lax in our lodge and, and, Sure. You know, since I had been a Mason, but we're we're getting back to that. Um, and then to learn the EA lecture. Okay, so, so a lot of learning. Historical, yeah, historical lecture. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect because when you're the senior steward, you're going to have to give the historical lecture. So you're always looking a chair ahead. Yeah, okay. Look at a chair ahead and see what they're doing. Learn what they're learning. Um, and our newest master Mason, his name is Mason. Hey, perfect. Yeah, Mason the Mason. I, I told him I told him exactly that. I said, I need you to learn these and give these charges for any degrees. And and he's gonna do it and yeah. and then start learning the the EA lecture. So when we give an EA degree, 
you should be following along sure. and, and really paying attention to that. Okay. And, uh, but yeah, and then just in lodge, anybody who is in a chair that they're not unfamiliar with, you know, if you got to read it from the book, fine. If we have nobody that can do it. Right. But, but follow along in the book and understand the multi-letter cipher. Yeah, absolutely. You know, or ask informed brethren about yes. it. You, you miss a word. And you, like, I cannot for the life of me, and it's happened to me, even though I've had the pure work version out you know, following along, but it's happening to me. And what the heck is that word? You know, at home or, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I got to call somebody for, you know, phone a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It, you know, it happened to me last night at mentor night and I'm looking at the cipher. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. and you know, they'd started just before me. So the mentor, the one guy that was, there were two of them I was working with on fellow craft. He says the word to me. I'm like, oh yeah. Thank you. <laughs> like, geez, I listen. Prompter. When, when the, the mentor is getting prompted by the candidate, we're in trouble. <laughs> oh, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So how about dependent bodies? Is that something that you've got into? You know, there's some guys that really go for it. Some guys stick to a couple. Some don't do anything but Blue Lodge. What about you? Where are you, where are you at in that process? Well, I... About uh, immediately after I was raised a master mason and before I was installed as junior steward, uh, you know, one of the same guys that brought me in in the first place, uh, John, worshipful John Jenks, cool. handed me a chapter petition for Watoma Chapter 107. So we have a Royal Arch in, in our lodge. Yeah. Uh, that's a home there. Um, and since then, I have been on the York Wright path. Uh, and cryptic council number eight in Oshkosh as well as commandery 11 in Oshkosh I was supposed to be knighted last year but I had a conflict and they had other candidates for the order so sure. I, I kind of skipped out on that but during inspection again in March uh, so March 1st I'll get my order to the temple awesome and be and be a sir knight and then I'm also um, I know this is something that you just got into, but I'm also was also invited uh, to the invite only uh, group AMD, uh, Heart of Wisconsin Council 331. Wonderful! Congratulations. So, thanks. It's a interesting thing, and I I have a paper in mind because uh, to be the sovereign master, you know, as you know, you have to write a paper, a research paper. Sure. And I'm plan on doing one on our charter uh, master for Watoma 148 uh, from it was a charter master from uh, 1863 when they applied for the warrant for the charter and then I think for four years he was the the master so wow okay so I'm gonna do some digging and find out a bunch of information all about that so yeah i love it i'm i am uh really enjoying the allied masonic degrees you know it's something that like i said before i didn't know anything about other than i saw guys with green green aprons and green you know yeah 
necklaces. I'm like, what's that about? But you know, my Masonic interest is peaked when it's a new color. <laughs> but <clears throat> but that that's great. I'm looking forward to hearing how this all transpires for you in the years to come. Um so you are installed as master of Watoma Lodge. And you know, I know I saw it on Facebook, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Was that a couple weeks ago? Uh yeah, December 16th. Okay. All right. Saturday, pretty, December 16th. Pretty close. Good deal. Yeah. <clears throat> so I know looking back on, you know, my year in the East, it's such a there's so many different emotions and thoughts and whatnot. Um, and just just to go back a step, because when I started this podcast, I assumed all masonry was the same. And it is, but it's all different, too. <laughs> so, yeah. so in Wisconsin, are you guys, at, when you come up to be master, are they, is everybody just voting you in or do you have to stand up and say i would like to throw my hat in as master how how does the election process work well we've in our line we have officer meetings and you know we discuss you know <clears throat> what that's going to look like so sure. so we kind of strategize on the future um and, and nobody was trying to climb over my back to get to the job. So, yeah, uh, right. It, it was, you know, we, we all talked about it, the current master then, uh, and the three, you know, the three principal officers mainly, um, okay. you know, we chatted about how we want, we thought things should look and, um, sure. you know, because it's a process. So each chair gives you, you know, of course, I missed a couple, but uh, each chair gives you duties and things yeah. to expound on for your knowledge and gets you ready for the chair. But, at, you know, I've been involved in, like I said, the town board and Wisconsin Towns Association and all kinds of things, uh, you know, uh, you know, employer, you know, I've done public speaking and different things. And Despite that, I was still a little nervous going into this podcast, but you know, right. you, you learn you learn some of those duties. Right? Yeah. You learn sure. how to event plan. I've done that at my business. You know, I've had an event plan for, you know, town board and uh, different things like that. So you get some of those things outside of masonry, of course. Sure. But the the process of the progressive line, you know, faulted or not. It gives people something every year to make them more ready. Maybe they're not completely ready to be master, but yeah. Uh, so anyway, so the uh, our most recent past master, uh, Danny Wolfert, he nominated me, and then I nominated uh, the the new senior warden. He sure. nominated the junior warden and that all down and then when that was all done i had already had talked to all the appointees yeah and and so they all accepted of course and uh so, so that's how that went it wasn't too big a deal okay. um i like and, the, the i like the nomination process you know 
in Ohio, we don't have a nomination process. You go in and, you know, you have to be very strict on how you how you write. And, you know, there's certain things that could be considered electioneering. So you have to, you know, like hmm. we, we can't say or do sometimes. And every once in a while, an election goes awry because, you know, yeah. maybe, Maybe there's somebody that you know, okay, he isn't towing the line. And everybody knows that, but who who are we electing in? So sometimes they, things can kind of go a little off the tracks, but you know, we make it, we get through it. So I, yeah. I like I like the idea of I'm nominating and so on and so forth, kind of gives you more of a direct path of who we're looking at next. Sure. And and there's always room you know based on robert's rules of order you have to ask for you know nom if there's any more nominations you sure. know three times and, and and there could be but like i said there is nobody climbing over my back to try to you know rush yeah, to yeah. the east so uh, you know that it would be kind of weird if if that were the case actually yeah yeah absolutely. you know with all the planning so, you know, this is on November 27th, we had our, not, you know, our elections and installations on December 16th. If somebody else, you know, you know, want to vote over, you know, the planned on person, that would be pretty rough <laughs> for yeah. a person who planned because, you know, <laughs> sure. in our lodge in particular, I don't know if this is true of all lodges in Wisconsin, but the outgoing master doesn't plan any of the installation at all. So the incoming plans the entire thing. Sure. Um, so, you know, I was a little nervous. I, uh, just because oh, <laughs> for no yeah. reason, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Yeah. I was a little nervous. I, you know, here, I, was, I don't know if you can see that. Oh yeah. Uh, I got a coin with a serpent. Just eating its own tail. Sure. And, and that's uh, the backside. And I'll, I'll tell you what all that all that references here. Um, so I, I had ordered a coin and, and I already yeah. had them before, you know, the election um, of the for 2024. Okay. You know, and then I, you know, I got to order food and we plan wife and i had planned because we did all the cooking yeah, um, yeah and we had dispensation so we could have some champagne and celebrate and sure you know toast and whatnot um because we i don't know if that's the same in ohio but you can't have any alcohol unless the grandmaster approves it which is which is fine um and then you know i had a line up the installing master and installing marshal so that was all yeah. done you know a month or so before that if, if not longer sure so i had the senior grand deacon uh, earl gunderson uh, as the installing master okay and, nice uh, keith wolfert our uh he's from our lodge he was my mentor um the master of the lodge the first year i was a mason and he's currently the district deputy for district six okay so it that's why he was wearing purple on his apron. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. But so the I'll explain my coin a little bit. So it's got 
the Watoma Lodge 148, but of course we all know what the master square means, the square actions, but sure. the serpent, the serpent uh, eating its own tail. Um, it can be seen as a representative representation of self-reflection and self-transformation. Um, okay. So it signifies looking inside oneself. Sure. Into into the depths of your own being and undergoing inner alchemical changes, kind of like at every initiatic experience you've had, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's called the Ouroboros, if you didn't already know that. Sure. Um, and it just reminds me of personal growth and trans transformation. Um, and and we need that to yeah. change ourselves. And that's what we're here to do in part of our charges as Masons. Sure. So we need self-awareness and introspection. So I, I took two symbols that aren't necessarily Masonic. Okay. That, but that does embody Masonic teachings and tenets. Yeah. So I didn't want to be cliche and use the same old. Same old, know. same old. Yeah. And and I like symbolism a lot. Sure. I thought these would you know, represent masonry really well. So the back is called an amalgam. So that uh, represents the idea of taking diverse elements or like opposing forces and bringing them together as a unified whole, such as men of different faiths and political, you know, stances. Yeah. And bringing them as a unified whole. Um, it integrates the different aspects of qualities, uh, integration of those qualities into a harmonious and balanced entity sure. uh, yeah and this concept um really to me signifies you know the change in spiritual states not necessarily it's more synonymous with uh like chemicals like alloys of metals yeah stuff yeah. like that but to me it means more that you know, the refinement of your spiritual state. So sure. I love it. It's yeah. a sharp coin. Yeah. Well, I'll have to send you one because I don't think I'm getting to Ohio this year. Unless you're going to go to MCME in Minneapolis. I don't know yet. <laughs> and that, that that's not a want issue. It's a, it's a financial issue. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, Minneapolis isn't right down the road for me, you know. No, well, no. if you drove, you know, we could <clears throat> ride together from from here, and I could drive the rest of the way too. So I always keep that in mind. That's a good idea. I pick funny. Up Go ahead. Pick up Jason Laramie and uh, yeah, and yeah. Maybe, I'll, I'll maybe uh, uh, right worshipful uh, Chad Kupinski will uh, yeah drag him along too. <laughs> drag him along too. So you got somebody to talk to for twelve hours on the way here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I am sure we could fill the air. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know. So, I love moments in masonry, and one of the most important moments, other than being raised, I feel like is when you're installed as master. If you if you make that journey, you know it's it's a long, toilsome journey, and like you said, your your path is completely different than my path. You know, I I started senior steward, jumped the junior deacon's chair. And then went on to all the other normal chairs that way, whereas you jumped all over the place, <laughs> you know, but we all ended up in the same situation here. 
So what, when the installation happened, you know, when you actually got to sit down in the East as master, what is that feeling like for you? What are you thinking? Are you overwhelmed? Are you excited? Are you, you know, is it daunting thinking of the year to come or, you know, are you just so proud of representing Watoma and of where you're at in your Masonic journey? Well, I think it's a little bit of all of those. <laughs> sure. It's, you know, it's daunting in the respect that, you know, challenges will arise, you know, and, um, you know, I do have a, a group of past masters, uh, Robert Johnson and uh, Chad Kapinski are included in, in that sure. uh, email group, but then some past masters from Watoma also. Um, you know, I use, use that venue, you know, for inspiration on different things. And we talked about, I sent out a survey and whatnot, but yeah, it's, it's daunting. Uh, the things that you don't see coming, yes. um, it, in that respect, but it's really, I'm very, very proud and humbled to, to support our lodge. Our lodge is been very active um maybe not run quite the way um you know that i would envision it to be run moving forward um sure. with our strategic plan that we're working on but um you know it it's it's all those things combined um i i just feel so you know, overwhelmed at, at the moment, you know, at, that day of installation is just absolutely, you know, fills your bucket, but then it also drains you, you know, because yes. you're making sure all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. And, you know, it was up real early to get to the bakery and oh, yeah. sure I had everything and, you know, um, yeah, it, it was an amazing moment. And did I forget something? along the way i'm sure i did probably you know, <laughs> yes you know and and but it was really that moment was very very cool and it, i don't think you know i could ever repeat such a you know and it was awe-inspiring and exhausting and just you know you know i had such my heart was in such a place and, you know, you get welled up with tears a couple of times and, yeah, you know, w when you're thanking your lady and your, and your parents and, uh, you know, the, another brother, uh, the Jim Seidel, uh, one who got me involved with, you know, initially um, he presented me the gavel that his wife, had made for him when he was master. Wow. That's awesome. You know, and, and he's going to be 90 here in short order. Uh, you know, just that he came to the oh, yeah. installation was unbelievable. And I, you know, I had some other members, very old members that came too, and, you know, that I really respect and, and honor, you know, it was just, unbelievable and uh i actually got a book um uh, 
think I heard about it on the first three knocks podcast, but it's okay. uh, in the master's chair. Yeah. So it's a, yeah. So it's a journaling experience, uh, a prompted journaling experience and the journaling was something I wanted to get into. Um, you know, so my family and, and even myself later on could go back and, yes. and look at the feelings and things that I felt and, you know, if, you know, who, who I asked for help in times of need. And, you know, I got, I got that all written down and what I had to do, the details um, of planning this installation and everything else. And, um, and then it goes, so it goes before that it goes when you're elected and then about installation and then throughout your year. So I have, we're dark in January and February, although we're traveling a lot. Yeah. Um, but I won't actually wrap the gavel until the second Monday in March. Um, okay. First, first meeting, but yeah, yeah, it, it was an overwhelming experience. Uh, just amazing. Such a great outpouring of support, you know, from, uh, chapter and, uh, order Eastern star, uh, offered their support in any way they could. Um, sure. yeah, it was really really a neat day that's awesome you know it's i just went blank <laughs> so, <laughs> that happens <laughs> it was right there on my tongue and just you know i i love that like you said with some of the older membership that came and people that i know i say all the time standing on the shoulders of giants like th these guys have done so much whether it's in your lodge, in the district, and whatever, when those guys show up, when the chapter shows up, and they show you that support and, you know, recognition, it's such a validation. It's like, you know, they're all here, and they're all excited for me and excited yeah. for the path that our lodge is about to walk. And that's just really, you're, you said it right on the head, awe-inspiring to sit there and think, these guys, and I, I had a gentleman at lodge for the last installation I was going through, put his arm around me and say, these guys are here for you. And, you know, I don't, I don't ever like to think that way. You know, I'm, they're here for the craft. They're here, but yeah. you know, in that moment, everybody there was supporting you and your line officers. And that's a really awesome feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's a, it's about the lodge at the end of the day. Sure. And it's what, you know, they're supporting my vision and a continued vision because there's a continued and you know we don't want to be like some grand jurisdictions where it's completely different every year so yes. you, know, you know we have a continued vision plus you know you add your own subtleties and and things to that vision right uh, so I, I love the aspect that you guys as a lodge have a strategic plan and well, it's, it's in the works <laughs> but but even in the works you know there's so many lodges and i'm not speaking to any that i am affiliated with or not i'm just speaking in general a lot of times it's well this is the way we did it and they just kind of are chugging along and chugging along and you know sometimes you see the edge of the cliff whether it's your membership isn't coming out or you're running out of money you're building whatever it is 
but they're like, no, this is just, and everybody can see me doing the the train track thing with my, you know, <laughs> you know, it's just, nope, this is how we did it. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, how did we get to the edge here? So that's, that's why I yeah. love that strategic idea of, Hey, let's look two, three, five, eight years down the road. What are we doing? Where are we going? Is this something we can continue to sustain whatever it may be? That's great. I love yeah, that you're doing that. Yeah. And what's keep, what keeps the brethren engaged? You know, that, that's the biggest thing. What keeps them coming back? You know, what made them, what made some of them not come back after COVID? You know, so there's lots of stuff, lots, yeah. lots and lots of stuff. <laughs> and, you know, hopping back to your coin, I was thinking that maybe the snake eating his tail was a, a nod to the wheel of time. I well, was, a I little, saw maybe. <laughs> <laughs> So that in the end, that's what it's all about is Robert Jordan and the wheel of time here. So brother, brother Robert brother, Jordan. I, I am <laughs> when when I found that out, I'm like, you know what? That just makes sense. It all it Yeah, all and I didn't out. and I didn't actually know that until you you told me that in out in the parking lot of the hotel when we were at uh yeah, uh, MCME a, and and I did listen to the that podcast that you turned me on to for a little while, but it was a little coarse for my uh the woman on there talks kind of like a sailor. So Oh yeah, my it was a little rough. My wife didn't really want me playing it with the boys around. Yeah, my wife sometimes like she just doesn't like the accent. She's like, that is the most grating. And I said, I'm like, listen, I don't have time to read the whole way through this right now. And this gives me a little bit of joy of that like you know, she, her husband has read it and knows about it. Yeah, she hasn't. So there's that excitement of let's get to the next chapter and whatnot. So kind of keeps me in the loop with that. Yeah, in, in between the shows and whatnot. So yeah, the you know the Eye of the World. I think that what came out in the very late '80s or early '90s or yeah, something. Yeah, '89. I, I read. I think I read the first three of those books. So I, I didn't. You know, and it's been a long time ago. So, sure. um, for you, like, what for season two when that was complete? Where, whereabouts did that land in the in the book series? Do you remember? So, so um, did you watch season two? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I had a few that they they hadn't started because they were so upset with season one. So, <clears throat> I want to say, excuse me. Well, I was, I, like I said, I was so, it's been so long ago since I read any of those books that, yeah, I know there were some differences that I noted, but sure, I, no, I enjoyed it. Season one was kind of, it wasn't that it was, there were some changes, you know, I know when you do books to to movies or shows, obviously things have to be tweaked to fit the show running aspect, you know, whatever. But there were a lot of unnecessary changes. And I don't even mean that as a, hey, they casted somebody, you know, of a different race or whatever. That's that's totally fine. I'm fine with all of that. But they actually changed some of the core story that was like, doesn't make well, a lot that, of yeah. sense. Doesn't doesn't add. It's kind of just a weird thing. But the second season, um, and I'll get to the question eventually. I'm just a talker. So it is. <laughs> uh, you know, I really felt like they honed in because there was a lot of flack. If there's some 
um, Facebook things that I followed where people just absolutely dumped all over the first season. There were some moments where it's like, I'm with them, man. I don't get it. But the second season really honed into a lot of the points. And there were still some tweaks, but it kind of ended. Um, season two would have sort of been ending right around the end of book three. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's kind of how that... And and they still haven't... It's not exactly that way, but the time sure. placement, where they're at, and sort of what happened at uh, at the end of book three is is the same sort of thing yeah like when uh land gets rebonded with moraine today is i thought that's kind of where i think i ended my reading you know so i never finished the series because i got busy and you sure. know all that stuff and you know building my business and whatnot so it just never i might have to go back and, and buy the the series my kids want to read them, so read them. Or you know, like like I said with my brother, he, I told him for ten years to read them, and finally I'm like, listen, dude, don't even read the whole thing. You read past chapter five, and if you don't like it, put it down. And then he finished it, but he finished it with audiobooks. He's like, I just, he's like, I don't have time to sit down, and he's like, so he did the audios, but. It's definitely worth it. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, one of the big changes, like, he's he's fighting Ishmael at the end of book three, and then there's, I can't think of the, um, wow, I can't even remember what their names are. Jesus. Uh, I can't remember the the guy that he's fighting. It's not a dark friend. It's uh, one of the Forsaken. For anyone that hasn't read or watched, you won't know what we're talking about until you read it, because I know you all will out there. Um, They should, should. Yes, but uh, but that's one of the things they tweak is they don't have him fighting that Forsaken, but it's still kind of all the same process. So very, very good, and I've heard from... I I know that middle of that season, season three was already greenlit greenlit at Amazon. And just in the past two weeks, I've heard that they're talking about doing a origin story. Oh, that would be cool. So, and I don't know if that's, (laughs) I don't know if that's kind of a whole thing or like, I'm hoping that they key in on land and like the seven towers of Malkiri. Yeah. You know, so. Well, he's a stoic and I, I listened to, uh, a stoic podcast because you know the the tenets of stoicism really align with with uh freemasonry yeah you know exactly in a lot so but yeah get back to uh things about uh doing some different things in our lodge yeah absolutely uh, in 2024 so um i we always had so we meet twice a month, the second and fourth Mondays, and we've always done business meetings on both. And sure. you know, then the master would always say, oh, does anybody have any Masonic education? Well, um, my senior warden, uh, Victor, um, and and I have been 
throughout our time, even as secretary, I would be, you know, playing a, a snippet from maybe somebody's podcast or a, you know, a short talk bulletin we'd read or uh, then it started getting into some stuff we wrote and, and I wrote a poem. Uh, so, you know, we started out small and kind of gaining our confidence and, yeah, yeah. You know, so now uh, my calendar is loaded. I think we have uh, 27 lodge visits. I'll get into that in a minute. But the second meeting of the month will always be an education or instruction piece or an event. Uh, like, just so happens uh, that our second meeting in June is on St. John's Day, St. John the Baptist, of course. Yeah, okay. So I'm writing a, you know, a education piece on who and what he means to, who he was and some of those facts that we can pull from the, from the Bible and, um, and what he means to Freemasonry. That, that would be the education piece. And then with some questions for discussion after. Sure. Um, so we'll have a big feast and in the, in the beginning and and then do that education piece. Um, and then the following month, I'm doing another one on full moon lodges. Nice. Because our second meeting lands on the full moon in July. So July 22nd. So I'm doing a piece on that. Um, and I have Silas Shepherd Lodge of Research. Uh, they're coming... Uh, March 16th, uh, Saturday. Yeah. And yeah. doing a, cause they meet quarterly and they're, okay. they're a mobile lodge. So traveling. Awesome. They're, I know the master pretty well for this year or this coming year. Uh, so they're doing their meeting there and, uh, he had just gone to Scotland. So he's writing a paper on some of the things that he discovered out in Scotland. Sure. And uh, so that's kind of cool. And when we added, uh, we have this thing called August Fest in Watoma. Okay. So it's like the second second weekend in August, I think. Okay. And uh, and we're doing a a corn roast kind of thing you know maybe burgers too or something so we're gonna set up yeah. some grills at the lodge and some tents and some picnic tables um we're doing that it's something that we've never done before um, i love it and then we're doing a kid's pumpkin painting uh or carving event depending if there's a parent along uh, <laughs> yes all carving if there's a parent of course there'll be a waiver but sure. definitely painting and that'll be at the lodge um but we already do like a we do a scholarship fundraiser the fourth Monday of August on our meeting night. Okay. It's a, a sweet corn and loaded potato bar. Yeah. Um, I get all the the corn and potatoes fresh. The you know, the potatoes aren't fresh the day of, but the, the sweet corn's picked that morning. Sure. So that's a really good event. Um and we used to do a, a pancake breakfast for I think it was the second Saturday in October, but after COVID, the uh, the numbers were dropping off real bad. Yeah, sure. And, and the year before 
like last year in 22, I think we only had seven veterans come. So uh, my senior warden and I, Vic, planned, uh, brought it to the Worshipful Master and said, hey, we want to do a spaghetti dinner. Yeah, okay. And, and it's free to all the veterans. And we'll make it a fundraiser so we can send a guardian along on the honor flight. Because uh, one of our brothers is involved in, in the Never Forget Honor Flight out of Wausau, Wisconsin. Sure. Uh, and we raised enough money to do that and, and cover our food expense cost. Um, and many veterans were given money and we're like, oh, you don't have to pay. Yeah. Like, right. oh, we want to, you know. Maybe sure. someday, maybe someday, you know, we'll have, you know, somebody wants to go with it, a family member that can't afford to take go with us or right, right. So we'll be doing that again. That was and it will actually be on Veterans Day this this year. So that awesome. will even make it better. So really neat stuff. You know, excited for continuing our mission and, and adding to it and trying some different events to see, you know. Sure. What works and, well and you know that's the key is the status quo of that's the way we always done it you know you have to try new things some of them are going to stick some of them are going to say well we gave it a shot let's try something different and that's the key is you got to keep trying new things because you never know when that next home run is right around the corner you know what i mean yeah for sure so and back to the travel, that's one of my charges of this year. Okay. So, so I have uh, 27 travel lodge events. Awesome. Including uh, Cave Degree and Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah. All right. Union 38. So awesome. I may um, see you there. Yeah. Um, RJ's also slated to go. So awesome. Uh, he's supposed to be riding with me. And then uh, there's a island degree in Kissimmee in November. Whoa. Uh, they do a Master Mason degree out on an island, a remote island. Sure. Um, plus, you know, I'm actually going, uh, RJ's Master of Space Novum this year. Sure. So I'm going down, uh, I think maybe several of us will be going down and spend the night uh, for their meeting in April. Okay. Uh, support him and and his endeavors there yeah yeah but you know it, it's it's fun you know you, you all the different you know intricities and whatnot and people how people run their lodges and you know uh, some lodges the master greets everybody at the door you know before they put their aprons on or you know sure you learn different things and see what works and you know that's how we all get better at what we do. And yeah, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel all the time. So, <laughs> right, right. I will, number one, before my next point, I will expect to see pictures of all these travels. I'm not a <laughs> photographer, but I will take pictures. Some Somebody's got to take a picture and document this. But, you know, adding on to what you said about that travel, you know, here we are in Ohio. And Wisconsin, and we're talking about traveling to, you know, Minneapolis and Space Novum and the Cave Degree and NCME and all all these different things, and it's only happened because we 
both jumped in feet first into this thing called Freemasonry and found something in it we love so much that we want to continue to do that and find out the different things that other lodges are doing and other members. And, you know, that's, like I said, that's the beauty of it, I always say, is those connections, those meaningful reasons to travel. Why would I want to ever travel to Wisconsin other than to see you guys now? And, yeah. and you know, <laughs> it's not to see the Badgers. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, that's something... And, you know, when I tell my wife about it, she's like, you want to go to where? I'm like, well, I want to go to Wisconsin. I want to go to England. I want to go to Massachusetts, all these different. But it's because I have these meaningful connections with brothers that I'm so close with. And we don't have to be sitting across the table to do that. It's it's better when we are. But, you know, yeah. so along with that, because of the passion that you and I have for the craft and, and you know, so many guys that are out there listening too. What would you tell somebody that is not taking that step? Maybe he's at a local uh, Dairy Queen and you're getting donations from him or seen a documentary or they saw his, saw your acts of kindness, Wisconsin Freemason hat. What would you tell them? You know, if they're, they're not sure if they should proceed with this or not. You know, it that's a difficult question but you know i i would tell them you know the specifics you know that we have a you know initiations and uh, a ritualistic opening and closing to our lodge you know sure but but it's more of a way of life than you know it's also a fraternity and a social club and it's many things but yeah you know, it's a way of life. It's a way of understanding yourself um, by the teachings, the symbolism, which reminds us of those, those teachings. Sure. And, you know, and it, and it sounds cliche, but you get out of masonry what you put into it. And I, sure. I always hate saying that because it's <laughs> such a cliche Thing, I but you don't get anything out of it if you go through the three degrees and you sit at home and watch tv and don't go to the meetings or don't uh right. accompany people when they travel to you know foreign countries and sure. you know the rest of that and, you're but, exactly right but it, it, you know and i i say to guys i say i go twice a month minimally and hang out with a bunch of guys that I'd like would watch a football game with and have some beers with. Yeah. And, and sometimes we do that. <laughs> sure. You know? Yeah. You know, sure. It, you know, I love it. Those, those love guys it. are, you know, very dear to me. And I, I don't think I would have ever thought I would have such good, you know, friends that are close enough that I would let, stay in my house when I'm gone, sure. you know, and, you know, even if my daughter's whatever. Yeah. You're, you know? you're, you're exactly right. It's, it's that common bond. And, um, and the, and the other thing is, you know, when I'm around them and when particularly at the lodge or in the lodge room, um, 
you you can let your daily guard down you know yes you're guarded so much throughout your day every day for so many reasons and in there it's just like you can exhale and and just relax you know it's it's kind of akin to when i have alone time with lady denise yeah and i can just you can all all those walls yes. go away right i love that that hits it right on the head we're at that spot where where i'm out in notes and i don't want to close if you have more to say well you know i i just wanted to you know thank people you know such as you know educators sure of the fraternity and and all the people that i met at the midwest conference on masonic education um back in may you know um and and visiting East Palestine 417, you know, I saw the beginnings of your new, your new lodge. I thought yeah. that was really cool. Um, the, that circumpunct or point within a circle that, yeah. that brother made, it's beautiful, sure. beautiful work. Um, and the, you know, the perfect and rough ashlar that you have up there. And I think that's all really cool stuff. And you wanted to thank again, uh, worshipful brother Barnhouse for coming down there when yeah uh, yeah Jason and I were visiting you down there sure you know I, and I do like the the sign because the sign wasn't up there when I was there so yeah we got the sign finally figured out it took us a minute but very yeah, proud great. of that thank but you but yeah to all them educators all them all them you know like-minded brothers that were at MCME you know and right worshipful Chad Kapinski was running the show there and uh friday night you know he he told me a story i i was just in awe we had, we had a kind of an unstructured friday night at the canton temple there and yeah we did a we did a uh scavenger hunt sure i didn't i didn't find any of the stuff but i had such an awesome time exploring that temple and you know and looking around looking around and you know i came downstairs into the the dining hall and i saw everybody and it was just you know realizing how many guys were there and everybody's talking and you know having those connections and stuff and yeah and, and chad had talked to me later and said that my eyes were like saucers and the look on my face was something you'll never forget that how just amazed I was by that scene. You know, that was my first Masonic conference of any sort. Right. You know, other than like district meetings or annual communications, completely different type of scene. But, you know, I was just felt so at home and, you know, and we had some exercises to do and yeah, it was a good time, you know, Real good time, and I, I'm all for doing it again. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. It it was an absolute blast, and like like you said, to see that many people just coming together and enjoying education and different ways that to to bring that out and to highlight it. It was it was a it was a wonderful time. 
Yeah. So. Well, Warshwell, I want to thank you for the time you've given me today and everybody out there. I know that they're going to look forward to hearing this. And I want to congratulate you again on uh, becoming Warshwell Master of Watoma Lodge. You're going to do great things there. So I'm looking forward to seeing that documented travel by pictures by someone. And thank you again. Yeah, and and I want to also congratulate you on your district deputy uh, job. I I think you absolutely do wonderful there. And you know, sometimes you see the the dirty underbelly, you know, and and roles such as that. But you know, I think with your personality and and such that you have such a an air of positivity that surrounds you, and you know, I you can frame some of that bad stuff you got to worry about in in a in a good way and in a positive way to, to get brothers to to change and you know for those circumstances that you will inevitably have so so th and thank you uh for having me on the podcast i enjoyed it more than i thought i would <laughs> <laughs> awesome well th thank you and you know thank everybody out there for listening and we'll see you guys again mm -hmm.